Hello and welcome to the Bama Beat Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Wickles Pickles. I am Hunter Johnson and I'm sad. Uh, I'm joined by Cecil Hurt. Cecil, how's it going? Are you sad because of The Bachelor last night, Hunter? It's not because of The Bachelor. It's not because of coronavirus. Um, it is, is, it, is it because it never stops raining? It is because it never Tuscaloosa. stops raining. That, that does have something to do with it. But it's also because my basketball team lost the last two games of the season, and one of them was to Vanderbilt at home. Which I can I, understand that. Yeah, which I understand, like, you know, since the last time we... Well, last time we podcast, I don't think either of us foresaw Alabama going 0-2. Anytime you're going on the road, 1-1 one one is possible. Uh, but just never I – mean, you know, middle of the year, I was talking about this Vanderbilt team and said not only were they the worst team in the SEC, they were one of the worst teams I had ever seen in the SEC. So, of course, after I say that, Alabama loses to them at home. So, Hey, credit to them for, for holding it together, playing hard, beat South Carolina the next game. Mm-hmm. Um, when South Carolina was actually – Playing for something, right? Um, so credit to Vanderbilt, which brings a two-game winning streak. The only team besides Texas A&M that's bringing a winning streak into the SEC tournament, right? And so, I mean, if I'm Arkansas, I'm not really excited about playing Vanderbilt. Well, and Arkansas certainly gone in the other direction, right? Um, as Alabama has, but Arkansas um, <laughs> seemed to have kind of gotten things right, but they they fell back into that. Old Arkansas pattern of, of they they could win at home, but they couldn't win couldn't beat anybody on the road. And, right, and are now playing on Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday night sadness. Wednesday night sadness, and then Georgia Ole Miss in the other yeah. on the other side. So on know, the bright side, though, the last that. time that we podcasted, there still was a chance that Alabama could play on Wednesday night. It was just <laughs> going to take everything going against us. Um, thankfully, I think it was on Wednesday night. Ole Miss. Oh yeah, Ole Miss, Ole Miss saved. Yeah, saved Alabama. us from. Uh, possible Wednesday night sadness. Alabama's never played in Wednesday, and that's you know we have that going for us, which is one of the few which things that we have one going of the for few us. Things, um, but yeah, there's only I think there's like Bama, Kentucky, Florida um, have never played on Wednesday. I think every other school in the SEC has at some point. I think that's right. So, yay, <laughs> go mediocrity. Yeah, I mean that's what it goes back roll, to. Like, roll average during that time. During, since the SEC went to 14 teams, I think we've had. One, no, I don't know. We haven't had any double buys since it went to fourteen. We have no, had no double buys, so we've never been top four, never been bottom four. Right. Goodness. With the highlight of that, I think we were a five seed twice, um, once or twice. Yeah, I think well, only a, once in the last seven years have they been. A is it not? Seed. Let's see. Thirteen. I think we were a five. Pretty sure because we. Uh, Tennessee in that first round game, yeah, and then lost, and then to lost to Florida. And, you know, like always, was either lost to Florida or lost to Kentucky. Yeah, and, and then, then we're a five seven, in 2017. 17. Beat South Carolina. Beat Mississippi, Mississippi State. State then beat South, South Carolina, Carolina, and then lost to Kentucky. In a pretty good game. Yeah, you know, kinda, Braxton kinda played there. really well. That was when we were yeah. really high. Thought Braxton was going to really be great in the next year. Yeah. Um, so one of the better showings they've had in being eliminated by. By Kentucky, but um, at some point think, it'd be nice to not. I, have th- to... I think Fox and Monk had about fifty points, right? You know, guards for Kentucky. And then the last time, was... I think, I think, but I think Braxton played pretty well. I think Dejon played pretty well. Yeah, that game. Um, so. And then the year with Sexton, that was right after Dante got hurt. You didn't really expect much out. Of yeah, him. although they, you know, they actually certainly their best tournament run in the last seven years for was sure. in St. Louis. No right. question, right? Um, so yeah, 
Bama's playing on Thursday at noon o'clock, noon tip against Tennessee, which I think the last time we podcasted, I said that was the last thing I wanted to have happen was <laughs> to play Tennessee because I didn't want to watch Fulkerson anymore. Well, so, of course, there you go. That's you know, what you, wanted, you spoke and, it into existence. And we were pulling so hard for Arkansas to go to um, College Station and win because that would have been given Alabama the 10 seed, would have made Alabama play at night. Yeah, Arkansas have, accomplished nothing for themselves yeah, yeah. by losing. They dropped down to, to Wednesday. Yeah. Put Missouri in the 10. Yeah. Um, which credit to Missouri for winning the game. Yeah, so. but just so I mean, it would have been, you know, I wouldn't say, I don't want to say that I was pulling for Alabama to lose on Saturday, but there was at least a part of in the back of my mind like a bright side. Okay, well, if we do lose, at least, you know, we have a chance at that 10 seed. So, of course, the worst case scenario happened in that Alabama lost plus <laughs> A&M beat Arkansas. So, Real positive podcast we got going here today. Well, yeah. you know, what can you say? I right. Mean, you, you, you can sell it bigger than it is, or you can sell it for what it is. You know, there, there's a very good possibility that Thursday morning or Thursday noon, um, the Thursday game against Tennessee, you know, tough game, may very well be an NIT playing game. Yeah. That's about what it looks like. And I've seen some gumps, and a lot of these are your tier threes and your fogs. Talk about how <laughs> Alabama should should turn down an NIT. Nobody in the SEC turns down the NIT. So damn dumb. Also, yeah. like with the NCAA running the NIT now, like it's a you just don't do that. Nobody right. does that. Right, the SEC office would be yeah would be suggests that you do not do that. Yeah. So, and it's more practice for our guys. Like, I mean, yeah, it's more time for Oates to evaluate what he wants to do moving forward. Yeah, but I, I but I think. <laughs> It's going to depend a little on how many teams get in the field. It's going to depend a little on what happens with Mississippi State. Yeah. You know, do they get into the field? Do they get bumped back into the NIT? If they play Florida, Mississippi State's got the double bye. Correct. Which I don't know that it's necessarily a great thing for them. uh, They might have needed another game. Because if they could have gotten a win, if they had been the five and could have beaten Georgia or Ole Miss, maybe, that might would have helped. Yeah. But then you're also risking the – Possibility you might sure. lose to them. Sure, but but if but if they do end up playing Florida, they beat um, them in the regular season. Beat them down there. Yeah, and, and beat them again. I think that that would. I think it put should be stayed in the field. It should do enough. They didn't, as as we've talked about for years, uh, didn't challenge themselves very much in the non-conference. Um, been how that's just not been Ben Howland's scheduling philosophy. It hadn't been Mississippi State scheduling philosophy for a damn decade. Right. Even when they they I mean they were supposed to be pretty good this year, but even when they've had uh, better teams than this, they just hadn't done much for the league in terms of of what they did in their non con. You know they they played some they played some adequate teams. They played Cincinnati, so, I think. Uh, yeah, they played Kansas State, which probably when you scheduled it, thought it would be thought better. It would be better. Um, yeah, New Mexico State's okay, uh, and they lost to Villanova. They played right. Villanova. That's their one. That's that's the one top twenty-five game that you say, okay, that's a that's a good game. But a lot of it's at the but, their other games are just they don't have any of those games like Alabama does, where mm-hmm. it's a game you should win, but it's a a challenging game, like against a, a decent team, you know, the rest of them are just kind of trash. Yeah, the, the, they play. They went on the gumbo circuit. They played Monroe, UNO, and Tulane hmm. all in a, all in a row. Um, so won those games, but it doesn't you get and you probably ate good, but 
Doesn't help. Doesn't help. Doesn't help you. Doesn't help your conference opponents. Um, you know, so so, um, and then they lost their um, SEC Big Twelve game to Oklahoma by one point, right? In Oklahoma City, right. I think. Right. Uh, but they have some big wins. Um, they closed out. Uh, not to go too far back, but the last time John Petty was healthy was first ten minutes of that game, and Alabama was in that game very much with so John, with John Petty, but. Um, so that'll lead us into talking about why, you know, rather than just rather than just Hunter's <laughs> angst, um, some of the reasons why Alabama had such a bad week. Well, you kind of you kind of led me to the point. One is not having John Petty, um, yeah. and you know you don't have him against Vanderbilt, and I mean, obviously I think that hurt Alabama. And we talked we've talked about the reasons why not having him is a problem. Um, and against against Missouri, I felt like he just never got in the flow. Just was never. You, you could tell from the start he wasn't comfortable. Yeah. Uh, not only did he not make any shots, his ball handling wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been injured. That's that's. And they they don't really you know it's not really a situation where they could say well, you know John just doesn't have it today. We're going to put him on the bench and we're going to put in. Blank. There's nobody else. You know who's who's going in. Right. Um, I guess you could have played forwards more minutes, but I mean, I, I guess, I guess I don't know that that would have changed the. I don't think it would change the outcome. outcome. Um, so, and, and you know, he had to play at least a little bit too. So, right. You, know, you would just in that in that eight player rotation, and you know, it's. Beetle didn't play well. And you say eight player rotation. We actually went in with nine because yeah, our, Tyler, Tyler Barnes, Barnes. Yeah, got the minute. I do not want to. Um, Tyler really needed to foul somebody. In yeah, that minute he just ran over and shove him. Yeah, get in the box score a little more. But, um, but Forbes only played one minute. Right, and so he got a foul. At that one got a foul. <laughs> See, he got a foul. Yeah, he knew he he got a foul and a turnover. A foul and a turnover. <laughs> <laughs> so, so his minute was not highly. Efficient. Um, Beetle wasn't 100. percent Beetle had a groin mm-hmm. pull. Beetle's just you know, Beetle just takes a beating out there, and he doesn't really do himself any favors. He either. flies around, and you know, you you would think he was landing on gymnastics mat. The, way. the way he throws himself around. Um, so you're left where where and people are like, oh Kyra really turned the ball well, yeah he's getting double teamed mm-hmm. every time he touched the ball every time and they're packing the defense back cuz the only three point shooter Kyra's got the ball in his hands and you're you're close guarding him or double teaming him the only three point shooter they respected cuz Petty couldn't shoot was Shackleford and they're guarding him out to 25 feet mm-hmm. and nobody else really Picked up Galen. You know, they ran some pick-and-roll stuff. They, had, they figured it out a few times. Um, Galen finished up with 10 points. Uh, I thought he played well. I thought I, like, I thought he did fine. Yeah. <laughs> and taking two three-pointers was a little bit questionable. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, he shot – the first one that he took, the, the broadcast hadn't started yet. And so I was like, okay, that's probably a good thing. We don't yeah. need – nobody needs to see that. Nobody needs to see that on television. And then he took another one. Yeah. Yeah. So – Shockingly, he was 0 for 2 on that. Uh, he was 0 for 2. The only two people who made three-pointers were 
Shaq made three and Kyra made one. Four of 25 from three. Alabama is not going to win a lot of games. No, they're not. And they're a better shooting team than that. And people people get into, oh, the players, they can't, you know. Teams defend you differently. They know how to defend you. You, you know, they've been through the scout. You look at Alabama without Petty. That's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. You don't have to spread the floor. You just bunch around the basket, make it hard for Kyra to drive. Guard him, guard Shaq. Mm-hmm. You know, if the others, you know, you do need Reese to knock down three or four. You need Beetle to knock down three or four. That's what happened in the Vanderbilt game. Where offense wasn't really the problem is defense mm-hmm. more so than offense. Um, so it's just a it's just a limited roster situation, and and for people to say, oh, you know, they, they should do this or do that, be nice to do that, mm-hmm. but you know, there's just no option. There's just no options. And despite shooting so poorly, Bama stayed in the game for a while. They like, defended it was a, fine. Yeah, um, but it was almost like. You just got so frustrated. The guys got so frustrated yeah, how they could they, not they, score. The last 10 minutes. And they, it was just. The offense seeped over into the defense. Yeah. And the, the effort wasn't there that, right. for the last 10 minutes of the game defensively. The first half, though, was just hideous basketball. It was just a brutal game to watch. It reminded me of the, I don't know I don't know if you were there or not, the 2017 game in College Station. It was, like our, it was also our last game of the year, I believe. Um, just a brutal, that first half, it was like. 22 to 21 at halftime. A terrible, terrible basketball game. Missouri did miss a free throw this time. That was good, yes. Yeah, they were still 21. They only to shot 20 80%. to 25. They only good. shot 80%. Only. So, for the, so for the year, they shot about 92% against Alabama. But, and then yeah, they, it, too many turnovers. They out-rebounded us. But I feel like a lot of that was what happened late. Yeah, and, and, and they play that way. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit like South Carolina in that they want to – they don't have great skill guys, so they want to ugly it up a mm-hmm. little bit. So, um, so not a not a pleasant game to watch, which was really the only time this year that Alabama's been held remotely under sixty points. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came in the last game of the year, and so it didn't just magically define the entire year. Oh, they could only score fifty points. There are reasons. I mean, mm-hmm. there are reasons, personnel reasons for it. Um, were there some things that you could do, you know, not to give up 35 points in the last 10 minutes? Probably. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but, I mean, they, they let some, somebody, probably a very nice person, but they say, you know, I've been a fan since the 60s. And that was the worst game I've ever seen. No, it was a bad 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I saw Auburn beat them. 90, I would say the Auburn, I would say I saw, the 98 I saw, Auburn game. I saw Auburn beat them 94 to 40. That was time. probably a worse game. <laughs> I, I would, I would venture to say that the game at Georgia last year was probably a worse game yeah. than this was, or two years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. Um, where they went over to Athens, got beat 70 to 46, yeah. never in it, never gave much the, It was a Saturday before the national championship you know, game. So, so it is not the worst game of the last 50 years. Wasn't a good game. But, um, you know, I, again, I mean, I'm – that was a game that got away in the last ten minutes. As you know, you've been to—I've been to Dayton twice and just watched Dayton thrash Alabama for forty minutes. You know, just thrash them. So well, that's a, that's a, a good podcast idea. Worst Alabama basketball games ever because yeah. we could really do some remissing on that. Like talking about, yeah, it depends on on what your expectations were, right? To some extent, but yeah, Avery's first year, he he got to 
he got to go up to to Dayton, and people who people who don't think that Dayton's a tough place to play, they ought to go up there. Um, I, I think I'm trying to remember what the yeah eighty to forty eight, and it wasn't that close. Or even like the year that we won the SEC in O two. Last game of the year, you've already been Ole Miss. Go yeah. up to Ole Miss, you lose like ninety to fifty. Yeah, you just got thrashed. So. so, so I understand recency effect, and um, that this was not a good win. But I'll tell you another bad one, and then we'll move on. Um, that NIT game against Creighton up there. Oh yeah, you know. In a rivalry game. In a rivalry game. <laughs> you know, just never in it. Got cut up. So there have been plenty of games like this. More, more than you like to yeah. remember. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with hopefully a little bit more positive take. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll ACC tournament, tournament preview. Tournament, yeah. We'll be back in a minute. This is the Bama Beat Basketball Podcast brought to you by Wickles. Welcome back to the Bama Beat Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Wickles Pickles. A quick word on Wickles. Wickles, wickedly delicious pickles, relishes, okra, and much more. Wickles are proud to be Alabama-owned and made, using a family recipe 90 years in the making. From Saturday sandwiches to Christmas dinner, their secret recipe used to be reserved for family and friends who were lucky enough to get a jar. But since 1998, they've been bringing their sweet, heat, and bold and tangy recipes into your home. Learn more about them at wicklespickles.com and find them in your local store in the pickle aisle. Let's get wicked. I was actually walking through Piggly Wiggly wearing my Wickles hat on uh, Saturday I had somebody come up I was near the pickle aisle uh, and had somebody come up to me and say do you work for Wickles and I was like well I mean no not not technically but what do you want to know <laughs> I'm, their, I'm their corporate uh, mascot I, mean, I could talk oh, about them for a little while so uh, told her we explained some of their offerings um she didn't really want too much spice. I wanted to make sure that they weren't too spice. I'm like, no, they're like a kind of like a bread and butter pickle, but they got a little pop to them. And so she ended up buying them. I don't know if she liked them. I don't know that she liked them because they're freaking awesome. So hopefully she ended up enjoying those. All right, so SEC tournament coming up. Bama opens up, like we said, at noon on uh, Thursday. Cecil and I will both be going up there. I'll be there. I should be there the whole time unless I decide to sell my ticket to a Kentucky fan at the end. Um, but... You have, I really enjoyed your column this week talking about thinking talking about Alabama, about Alabama and the SEC tournament and how it you know I'm, I was a little young at the time to remember but like in the 80s and, and early 90s it was an exciting time for Alabama basketball fans it was something that it was like things that Alabama fans looked forward to because they owned it and they knew it and the rest of the league knew it um, that they were all no matter what happened in the year they were going to be a dangerous team in the SEC tournament. And it just has not been that way for for a long time. You know, the last time Alabama even made a made the final was two thousand two, and a loss to Mississippi State. Um, have made the semis a few times since then, but no more final appearances. Um, I guess just kind of Cecil. How do you change that? I mean, what do you? Well, think? here's you know. Thank you for saying that, and I do hope everybody has a chance to. Read that column and hear, and several things went into it, um, but probably the immediate um, thought that was going through my head was was you you have a loss like the Missouri loss or the Vanderbilt loss, and people are immediately well, um, coaching is terrible coaching, it's awful coaching, and there's certainly coaching issues in every game. I certainly think that. Uh, Nate Oates had a learning curve coming in from Buffalo. I think he would admit that. But 
when something's been the same for 10 years and the guy's been here for one year, there's something else going on. Right. You know, Nate Oates is not responsible for Alabama being in that 8-9 game or 7-10 game every year for the past seven years. And I honestly, I you know? feel bad for him and the staff because I know they're seeing the fans kind of lament. And what we're lamenting is not this year. It's that it's just the same result as it has been for the. It's and it's more of of ten years culminating in what we're saying. Like you know, when I talk about how it's Groundhog Day again, right? It's not because of Nate Oates. Right. It's because of what's happened for the last ten years. Right. But there 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 has to be a reason that it's right. happened for ten years. Yeah. You know that 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 has nothing to do with who the current coach is because they've been through really four coaches. Because mm-hmm. some of the stuff is stuff that Mark complained about at the end of his tenure. Mm-hmm. You know, was wanting some upgrades and better atmosphere and and so forth. Um, so, and there's a lot that goes into it, and they really need to to sit down and and do some self analysis instead of going out and and be in the same arena and the same music and the same um, atmosphere and recruiting the same way and all of those things. Uh, so. One of two things is going to happen. Somebody, whether it's Nate and maybe will be Nate, they're going to wave the magic wand one year and win 24 games, you know, or it's going to keep being the same. I don't know that it's ever going to bottom out. You know, I don't know that they'll ever go three and 15, which they hadn't really done. The you worst know, really. it was the worst most recently, I think, would have been the five six, and five and eleven in two thousand eight. Yeah, before the divisions. Yeah, yeah, you know, but but, but they hadn't really. Bottom that out. team didn't really bottom out either. That was a team that lost a ton of games late, lost a ton of one possession games. Yeah. There hasn't been any true. I mean, even in the year that we, you have a coaching change made, it was seven and nine. Right. Um, Grant's first year, I think, was six and ten or seven and nine. So it never got really bad, but it never got really good either. And that's kind of the problem. That's the issue, you know. Is is what do you do about it? How do you, and and you need to start doing it. It's easy to talk about going to do this going to do that and that's not a knock at greg burn he's got a timetable that he has to to follow financially but i, I do think that, that it's leading people, to angst amongst the fans yeah, because I, and I've, i try to it tell is. people because, like, because because people have the reaction well i just don't care you know, you need something to argue about, right? I know that he does care, but you got to give me something to show that you do. And like I've, you know, I've have been trying to defend Byrne as much as I can in this, and I know that he because he has a timetable. He had to do football first. That's how the money works. I get it, but at some point you got to show me something from a like, okay, this is what it's gonna. This is what we're gonna do. This is you know, my, if it's two years from now, that's fine. But tell me when we're gonna put you know a shovel in the ground. Right. I know it's not really a shovel in the ground because you're more so. Right, deep. and and tell Night Out so he can yeah. tell the recruit right. and mean it. Yeah, you know, and mean it, and not just say, "Well, we got you know, maybe by on. the time you're done, they'll be doing something." Right, you know, that's not helping anything. And like we talked about, it, it's got to be extensive enough of a renovation that Alabama has to play somewhere else for a time. Um, I don't see how you can get it done in nine months. What needs to be done, <laughs> you can't. I think I think what we need to do. God, bring those Chinese guys who built that hospital over. <laughs> Make sure I'm not don't. sure that would work, but but I do think if we if we go in there and find that it that Coleman is completely contaminated with coronavirus and has to be burned to oh. the ground, that's the only way to to 
sanitize it before it seeps over into the football building. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, that that'll get it done. Maybe it would be like a nice little ceremony too. Like we could all go and watch and Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be that would be something. So all right. <laughs> but but something. You know, yeah. something needs to be done. For one thing, yeah, I mean and and People need to know what the timetable is. And the fact is, the arena is too big. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into the Auburn arena situation. But the fact is... We don't want to be a Cracker Jack box like no, Auburn's. No, but... But, but 12,000? Well, it needs to be less than 15 because they didn't really... Let's be honest. They didn't have a packed full 15 this year. Right. You know, for, for basketball, for gymnastics... There was, there was not an event and hadn't been an event in a few years where you needed those 15,000 seats. Right. Just hadn't been. So, need to look at that. Need to look, and, and, again, need to have a an actual timetable for that. Yeah. So That would be nice. Now, we'll move on to the SEC tournament. Yes. And I've loved the SEC tournament. I, I encourage, If you've never been, I encourage you to go. I found that it's kind of... Yeah, this is the negative Alabama fan coming out of me. I was talking to a former player, and we go to me and him go to the SEC tournament every year. We I don't get to see him very often, and we were talking about how like, it's kind of where we just get together and bitch. We get to, we just <laughs> complain about all that's gone on over the last year. We're able to at least hear someone else say it, um, but it really is a fun time. I've get, I've been going for years and years, and will continue to no matter. You know, and I go there not necessarily expecting Alabama to win the SEC tournament, but it's just a fun time to watch some. And some basketball that's a lot better than it. I remember going to the tournament in like 2011, 2012. It was not the same tournament as it is now. It's a lot better basketball. Um, but it'll all be fun. Nashville's my favorite venue for it. Um, I like an arena venue rather than a stadium. Oh, for sure. Venue. For sure. Um, would love to see what happens with the BJCC renovation what? and maybe one day get that tournament in Birmingham, but that's going to be down the road. But Nashville, as it is right now, the best place for it. You walk out of the arena, you're on Broadway, ton to do. Um, there's too many Kentucky fans, but that's going to be that way anywhere. You could have it in you Alaska, can, and it'd still be the same. It's same in way. it's in Tampa two years, and from it'll now, still be it'll more still Kentucky be more fans Kentucky than anything. Fans. Yeah, I went that one year. It was in Tampa. It's okay, but that year uh, Kentucky lost. Kentucky and Florida both lost their first round games, right? And so there was just it's like a ghost town the rest of the tournament, <laughs> which was kind of nice. Um, so I don't really have any expectations going to this tournament. I would love to win. On uh, I would love to beat. Tennessee, it'd be fun to be better than losing. Uh, have no aspirations of beating Kentucky in what is probably more of a home game for them than even their home games at Rupp. Because the the Kentucky fans that you have at the SEC tournament, these are not your Kentucky season ticket holders. These are the ones who can't get tickets to, to the games in Rupp. And this, their one spend all year is to go watch their cats play. And so you, it's kind of like your... Um, I don't know, I like your sidewalk alums for Bama, Bama fans. Like it, it, they are a rowdy bunch. Um, I don't have any aspirations of us winning in front of those guys, but you never know. Cecil, what do you think is a reasonable expectation for Alabama fans going into this tournament? Um, they can beat Tennessee. Uh, I'm going to get 10 million mentioned. It'll be Tennessee minus one, maybe mm-hmm. be the line. Maybe minus two, maybe pick mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Um, so they can certainly beat Tennessee and play well. Kentucky, Kentucky's the best team, has by far the best chance. They are not 
unbeatable as right, Tennessee we, show, showed last week. Or as we showed up there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, went up because, there a different because, team, I guess. It was a yeah. different time. But Alabama did not shoot the ball well. Kentucky did. And still a close yeah. game. And they don't – and. and <laughs> And they only have to play three. They probably won't shoot well all three. Right. So if you can yeah. catch them so on a – catch them, if LSU or somebody catches them on one of those days that they don't shoot well, um, you got a chance to beat them. Auburn's got a chance to beat them. Damn it, CC, you got me thinking we might have a chance now. You got, I went from the – I've done a whole three – They'd have to, you know, it, it would be tough. And it's going to be tough. Alabama's not built to win four games in four days. Right. Depth situation. You know, coward – have to play 37 minutes. Shaq's got to play 37. Herb's playing 40 anyway. Right. Um, so, see what happens. But they hadn't shown, you know, they just don't have the depth to, to win three and four or four and four. Yeah, you know, that first game against Tennessee was not a good performance, but that was also back when Alabama didn't have Herb. It was a, a different team. Um, Fulkerson's really come on and played well. Escovy's playing pretty well yeah. for him. Um, Jordan Bowden's playing better for him. Although, you know, Auburn really went into Knoxville and spanked him. That, yeah. that was the best I've seen Auburn play. They looked good. That, that, that was, you know, shooting makes you look good. Dowdy makes eight three-pointers. They're going to look good. Mm-hmm. But they, they look sharp. Their ball movement looked sharp. Their defense was good. Um, never let, so, never really let Tennessee make a run, make to, a run. to try to even get so that going. Was, that was the best best Auburn performance I've seen this year. LSU's, you know, they, they um, dominated Georgia, which is not a shock in Baton Rouge. Um, they've been up and down, but they can certainly beat anybody up there. State, I, I don't know that you'll get the... I don't think you get... I think Florida beats them. Uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Um I think Florida got it. I think Florida ended up with a pretty good draw. Oh, they got a great draw. That. They're going to play the winner of Georgia, Ole Miss. I don't know. That, I don't know that either Georgia or Ole Miss can beat them. Although Georgia's played them tough, you know, it will be um, fun to watch Anthony Edwards probably for the last time as a college player. Watch, watch Kermit Davis uh, ruin that. We don't, <laughs> we don't get to see it. Um, you know, so there, there's some individual scores that first that first night. Tyree, Jones, Edwards. Are you Saban going up Lee. there for that? You going to go to Wednesday Night Sadness? I'm, uh, I'm going to go pick up my credential on Wednesday because that's far more convenient. Yeah. Um, well, I guarantee that I will be there for that very last dribble of right. game two. No, I will not. Uh, will I see the start of the six o'clock game? Probably so. I'll probably watch. I'm not going to go to Wednesday at Sadness. I, I'm going to wait. Watch a half. But, I'm going to wait and ride up on Thursday morning. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not going to. I would be unlikely to stay until eleven o'clock. Have to be back up there and. I mean, I'm staying in Nashville, but right. back in the arena at 10:30 in the morning. Right. Um, when you can watch it on TV. So. Right. Um, of course, there's no way it's going to be as great as the greatest moment of SEC <laughs> tournament history. I was, I was which, there, which was the Missouri Kevin Perrier shot to beat Auburn <laughs> in uh, 2017. Um, I, so a little I bit of an Yeah, Perrier. Uh, I tweet at him all the time. Whenever I do my walk into that door tweet, I tweet at him and say that you know it, that he's a legend and if he ever comes to Tuscaloosa that he does not have to buy a drink and like he always like favorites it but this time he was like now 
Folks, you're going to notice a little break in recording here. And this was because the computer just decided to shut down on us. As we, that's, We've done 30 minutes, longest podcast we have ever done. And it just shut down. And so we're sitting here scared to death that we had lost the file. Um, I'm, I was really, I thought we did, this was a pretty good episode. Um, and so we opened up, the, we sat here for about 10 minutes worried if it was going to come back and if we were going to have to start and do all that over again. So it comes back. Sure enough, the file was there, saved by Kevin Perrier at the last second again. <laughs> so, Cecil, any parting thoughts? No, just um, look forward to talking to everybody in in thirty second bursts next week. Yeah, goodness, and yeah, we're gonna have to start saving everything saving like everything. after thirty seconds, like an old Word document before, like you know, before you got you can use Google now, but like back when you would save your Word document if you were writing a long paper every thirty seconds. Well, um, yeah, we'll, either, we'll either do an NIT preview or a year ender or an NCAA preview. If, if we can win four, let's shot the world. Four. Let's shot the, the world. You've got me believing. All right. For Cecil Hurt, this is Hunter Johnson. This has been the Bama Beat Basketball Podcast brought to you by Wickles Pickles.